Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Taurus by Chance, show I come and talk all things movies, television, sports, streaming, all that good shit. And this, uh, this week we decided to give a tribute to the late, great Christopher Plummer and review one of his movies, to which you all said uh, out loud. <laughs> you said Knives Out across all polls. I put one up on Twitter, too, and that, that was also Knives Out. So Knives Out is what we're looking at today, which is fitting because, Russell, you hadn't seen it. You've been dragging your feet on this one for over a year. Yeah, I was one of the ones I just never got to. Um, funny story about that. We were actually going to go see it. My wife and I were actually at the theater, and, and there were only like a couple tickets left. By the time we went in, um, the theater was like, there wasn't two seats together, so we ended up having to, uh, this is actually when you could do that. Um, and uh, we had to go refund our tickets because we couldn't sit together, so I never uh, got around to seeing it. And it was just one of the ones where I was just like dragging my feet with it, man. I just never got around to watching it. Uh, remember, remember the days of crowded theater? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. It feels like forever ago. Man, like I, because I, I've been going, the theater around me is open. The AMC's open near me, so I've been going to see stuff. I don't think I've yeah. been to a movie of, like since ten. I don't think I've been to a movie with more like two or three people, including the one no, I saw. Like, t- including I, the one I saw today, which we'll get to. But uh, yeah, I honestly, when I went and saw the Marksman, I think it was the last one I saw in the theaters. I uh, there was probably me and probably like four or five other people. Yeah, so we'll get. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about what, what I saw in theaters a little later. But uh, for right now, we have to uh, get into the meat of our show. First of which is our final, our NFL talk finale. Uh, Super Bowl happened last week as of dropping this episode. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, r- we weren't at all close with the score. We were not at all correct. <laughs> but, Russell. I, I had the I had the, uh, I had the Bucks final score right. No, you didn't. 31. Okay, oh, my, my, my bad, my bad. Yeah. You meant that, okay, let's get it. <laughs> The points that they actually scored, yeah, yes, I was okay. off on the Chiefs. Yes, yeah, no, yeah, we were, we were, we were all, bad. we were all off on the Chiefs. Oh, way off. Uh, yeah, so uh, the uh, the Bucks and Chiefs played, and the Bucks not o- not only did they beat the Chiefs, they just straight up handed their asses to them. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the ones where I said if, if Tampa's defense comes to play, which they did. And made big plays. I think it was, and I wasn't expecting that type of uh, game. But uh, their defense kept Mahomes running the whole entire time. When you when you could keep Tampa, uh, not Tampa, uh, Kansas City, one of the most explosive offenses in the league, to no touchdowns. Yeah, like that. That's impressive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the Tampa, Tampa Bay won. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes rightfully probably pisses his offensive line because well, I mean, granted they were played by injuries, but he got no help from anybody. Oh, not, none. It was like literally they could have drove trucks through that line that they that I mean they just kept plowing through. I mean it was crazy how much pressure they got uh, on Mahomes. But man, damn Mahomes! If you didn't try to lead a one man crusade to <laughs> to lead <laughs> that tried, team to victory. Man. Thing is, yeah, like he, he got the ball off, and he got it off pretty accurately. Despite the fact that, like most of the time he threw it, he's getting like either on the run or getting tackled. Yeah, I mean they blanketed the, the secondary pretty well with the receivers and stuff like that. Kelsey, I mean, had I think he had 100 yards receiving, but he he didn't really do. He was pretty much a non-factor. Most of the receivers were non-factors. Most of the receivers, um, yeah. I yeah, mean, the defense just swarmed the field. That's got to be a side effect of, graf- of grafting bricks onto your hands because most of them couldn't catch anything. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, they they couldn't catch anything. Uh yeah, uh the honey badger and well, first of all, there's some was there some blatant ref ball? Yes, because 120 yards and penalties. 
Like that's fucking ridiculous. A lot. Some of it's justified. I'll give it some of it. Some of it was justified. Yeah, I, so, I don't well, think it would change the outcome of the game. Would change the outcome of the game because the offense still had to do something. But no. Uh, yeah, but uh, Brady collected his seventh ring and his third MVP. Uh, no, that was his uh, fifth, fifth MVP. MVP my bad. He, he did yeah. not deserve. He did not deserve MVP. You c- nobody can look. Look, did he play a good game? Sure. You cannot look me in the face and tell me he deserved MVP for this game. Well, my fan duel, I put thirteen dollars on Gronk to win MVP because he was a long shot, and I kind of thought Gronk would win. Uh, like I, I, I thought if this game was going to be a lot closer, he was going to go to the third and fourth quarter. And he was going to go to old reliable um, and kind of bail him out. And that's kind of how I envisioned the bet. $13 bet would have paid me 1100 bucks if I would have won this. Nice. And um, I was close, man. I really thought Gronk was going to get it. Um, I really thought he was deserving of it just because of the fact that, you know, probably one of the best tight ends to play the game. And uh, the fact that he's never won one, I, I kind of just, it, sh- it should have, it should have been, it should have been Devin White. Let's, let's be real. It should have been Devin White. It should have been somebody on the defense. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. Like Gronk, I mean, I think if he had more yards receiving, because he only had like 60 yards with two touches, um, I, I think that was the the factor of not putting him as MVP. I think if he would have had over 100 yards, he would have been a shoe in for MVP. But yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, and this is the thing I've just had a problem with at the end, the NFL in general with uh, defensive players just. They never get the credit they deserve. Cause no, like, I mean, outside of Vaughn Miller, I can't think of the last defensive player that won MVP Cam like Chan- before him. Cause I th- was it Bobby Wagner or Cam Chancellor for the – not Cam Chancellor. It might have been Cam Chancellor, actually. It, I mean, because I know Vaughn Miller was the last one, I'm pretty sure. Vaughn Miller was, was the last one, but, like, defensive yeah. players constantly get the shaft into anything. Like, like I don't think a defensive player's ever won MVP. No, I'm sorry. Uh, last defensive player won MVP was Lawrence Taylor, I think. Because yeah, I mean it's hard because yeah, Lawrence Taylor can't, Lawrence Taylor cannot be denied. No, I mean LT was I mean, amazing, but I mean it's you have to do a lot to be MVP. But yeah, defensively. But, but like but like look at Devin look at like Devin White. I mean twelve twelve total tackles and interception. I think I mean, no no sacks, yeah, I mean, but he had a couple tackles for losses. Like I th- he honestly he was like the cor- the cornerstone of that defense. He should have been MVP. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, solid for sure. But, I mean, they usually err on the side of the offense, and it's kind of unfortunate yeah. that they do that. What they need to do is just have a defensive MVP, an offensive MVP. Yeah, man, I, I can roll with that. But either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's all, season is over. It's said and, it's said and done. We now move on to the offseason. We had our first major move of the offseason. That is J.J. Watt saying, like, yeah, I got to get out of here. Because <laughs> he, has, he has been released from the Texans. So, I really want to say Deshaun Watson like the last like superstar standing for for Houston sports, not just not just the Texans, yeah. Houston sports because it seems like everyone wants to get out of that city. Yeah, they don't treat their superstars well, I guess. I don't know, but the, JJ Watt that we kind of saw coming, so that wasn't really much too much of a surprise. No, that wasn't much of a surprise, but no. he, he was scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty two, so I think he's, he's like, hey, he's, he's let me go a little early. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, Houston will save a little bit of cash, but, I mean, they would have to have unloaded money on him anyway. So I think, you know, they're just – I mean, they're stripping down from the bottom again, redoing it. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate because they had the pieces there with Watson and Hopkins and obviously on a defensive side with J.J. Watt, but um, just couldn't do it. They needed another playmaker. I think if they would have added another big receiver there for Hopkins, I think they would have – I think it would have been fun to watch them. Um, if, but, they, yeah, if they had, if they had like, a, a, a great DB also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of stuff's been, lot of stuff's been going around. Like, what exactly is, what, what, where exactly is JJ going to go next season? Yeah, yeah, I, 
And I know I know your Steelers are favored, but I just don't think they can. I don't think they can afford the guy. Honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if you, you have if, to, if if he hasn't go if he hasn't go to Pittsburgh, it means he hates it by law it means he hates his brothers and he hates his family. <laughs> but what I'm saying is they don't have the money to pay. They don't. They don't have the money his to pay type, His type of salary. Um, but I, I but I think I think he'd be willing to take a take a pay cut to play with. Both oh brothers. no, I'm not. I'm not saying he wouldn't. I just don't know how much realistically how much money they have to actually keep key players in their offense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that, that's I saw something you... their likely landing spots. He, he, he wants to go ring chasing, so Tampa Bay, for <laughs> love of God. I don't know. I mean, could Tampa Bay even afford him? Like, I don't I don't know. They could. They, have a they lot could of, afford him. You still think they could afford him? I think so. I mean... A lot, of, a lot of people aren't scheduled, aren't, like, signed to come back. Like, I don't think... They want to bring back Godwin. He doesn't have to come back. They want to bring back, I think it was Levante David. But he doesn't oh, have to God. He's going to come back. Bruce Aaron's not going to let him go. No, Godwin's. I mean, he's a. He. I mean, he's an under radar receiver. He has been majority of his career. He's been solid. So I, I don't see why he wouldn't stay in Tampa Bay, especially with that rapport they have. Oh yeah, I, I really like Godwin a lot. But uh, yeah, uh, I see the the Browns are likely landing spots. Uh, the uh, Packers. Uh, Packers would be a, good, a great landing spot because they need they need defensive Packers. help and they need it badly. Packers would make sense, I think, more than Cleveland. Cleveland, again, I don't think Cleveland can afford it. I mean, because unless you unload Beckham, which I think they're probably going to do. They've been trying to um, unload Beckham for the past, like, two or three seasons. Which is unfortunate because he's, he's when, when healthy and when playing, like, at his capacity, he's, a, he's, he's one of the best receivers in the league. He just hasn't really shown that. Exactly. Hasn't, wasn't, wasn't able to showcase that. It's unfortunate. Um I don't know. Like I, I could see that maybe if he if, if Beckham gets cut out and then they cut a couple other players, I think they can squeeze some cap room to get him. Um, I don't know. That's gonna be that's gonna be weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see where JJ lands this season. And you know, now that JJ is gone, like again, like I said, Deshaun Watson is like the last standing. Even even he wants out. So yeah, like, I keep, keep hearing this 49er talk, man. I don't know. I'm just worried about what we're gonna give up if we have to if we do get him. You know what I mean? I want to keep the defense intact and I don't like the, you know, I know they keep using Nick Bosa's trade bait. I don't want that. So Man. we'll see what happens. <laughs> if they, if, listen, if they keep, if they keep Jimmy G, I'll be happy because I mean, with that, with that team as is and healthy, they went to the Super Bowl. So Man, poor, ever, poor Josh Rosen. Oh yeah, man. Whew. Like so, some, somewhere you could find him crying in a corner and telling bashes by about how he's been fucked over on every team he's been a part of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you were saying that. But every team's like flourished after his uh, departure, right? I mean, yeah, because see, the Dolphins got a lot better when he left, but that's not that's, yeah. not that's not because he was bad. Well, it's not hard, but I mean, but they they also got a lot of offensive help too. I mean, seasons and draft picks. The Cardinals got a uh, Cardinals got Kyler Murray after. Yeah, so I mean, and that's kind of, that's a, that's obviously a significant upgrade for sure. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, going to be interesting to see where J.J. Watt lands next season. Again, uh, some likely landing spots. I'd be very, I'd, I'd be, I don't think we'll get, I don't think we'll get J.J. I'd be happy if we did, but I don't think we'll get him. I also don't think we need J.J. Watt. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's the storyline. Yeah, you want the brothers reunited. That's great and everything. But realistically, I mean, you guys, you know, you guys went, what, 12 and 4. Or actually, you guys probably should have been, like, 14 and 2. But you guys kind of fell apart there at the end. We did, yeah. Um, you know, 12 and 4, I mean, that's. That's gonna get you into playoffs every year, or so yeah. I mean, you guys. And and with that, I mean, I, I don't think you need another, you know, caliber player on defense. Yeah, I mean, we do have significant holes to fill because uh, we actually got, we did lose a big piece of our offense. Our Mar- Marquise Pouncey after twelve seasons in the NFL was it ten or twelve? I think it's twelve seasons. I think it was twelve. Yeah, uh, decided to retire, which is uh, which yeah, sucks. I saw that. I, he's 
dude is a phenomenal center. I believe product of Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Him and, him and his brother both both retired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, been doing it for ten years. Been doing this for over ten years. Dude's a Hall of Fame caliber center. I guarantee he he makes it when he's eligible. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's gonna suck to not see Pouncey on the field anymore because I, I love Pouncey. But uh, yeah, uh, you had a great career, man. Uh, sorry we couldn't get you one more. One. Sorry we couldn't get you a ring because I don't think he was on the team when we won. When we won, no, he definitely was not on the team when we won Super Bowl forty three. Uh, I was gonna say well, he wasn't on when you guys beat the Cardinals. Was yeah, he? He, no, he de- he definitely was not on. When we no. beat the Cardinals. No, because that was way. Yeah, that was that was that, was, uh, that predated him by like two seasons. So yeah. Uh, but like I said, Hall of Fame center is gonna suck. To, it's gonna suck to lose you because you were the cornerstone of the offense for so long. And yeah, have an retirement. Uh, that does so that does it for our final NFL talk. Again, we'll probably do this again when free agency gets into full swing. Uh, but for right now, I move on to another one of our recurring segments. This one is the watch list. So, uh, you s- what what was it you just say you ju- you just saw? You said you the Mar- the Maritanian, right? The what? No. Uh, oh, you're talking about um, – no, what, what were you talking about? What did I just watch you said? Didn't you just say – did you say you saw the Martian or the Maritania? I don't remember. No, 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 no. I didn't see any of those. I saw that uh, the one Netflix show I told you, uh, uh, Pieces of a Woman. No, 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 no. Like, when you said you went to the theater and there was like nobody there. Oh, the Marksman. The Marksman. With, uh, Liam, with, with Liam Neeson. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, was, that, was, that was too many M movies coming out. <laughs> a lot of the M movies, yeah. Uh, okay, forget that. That was that's week that's weeks gone by, so we're not gonna talk about that. What uh, I will talk about is something I saw earlier today, actually. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. So Judas and the Black Messiah is the story of uh, Fred Hampton, who was a a figure of uh, chairman of the Black Panther Party in Chicago, and uh, William. Oh fuck! What was his last name? William Nunn, I think. No, that's not it. That's because that's Bill Nunn. Shit! Hold on. William O'Neill, that's right. William O'Neill, uh, who was an FBI informant who was basically sent in to infiltrate his circle and try and basically trying to take him down because the FBI just did not trust him at that point. Um, but yeah, so this is a story. So this is a story about and again, like the whole the whole Judas thing is about him like infiltrating the ranks and trying to ta- and trying to take Fred downs. But uh, this is directed by Shaka King, I believe his f- not his first movie is it? It is his first movie, uh, and. God damn! What a what a way to start out, uh, because this movie is fantastic. I mean, from from, t- from top to bottom, there's a lot about this one that works. First of which is, I think his I think Shaka King's direction is fantastic. I think the way he orchestrates shots, I think the way he portrays certain tones, certain scenes, really wor- works really well. He does a great job of building tension. I think that I think it's a masterfully directed film. And I do hope that he lands more projects especially considering that this is a time where we like to see more black directors coming up so i think so i think that's great uh second with the, the performances are excellent like he stanfield once again still proving he's one of the best actors working today i've always loved that guy i w- i will continue to support him in anything he does but really all eyes are on daniel kaluuya as fred hampton who is fucking excellent in this role as you would expect i mean daniel kaluuya is i think that if there's any doubt as to whether or not he can repeat the success of like if get, like get Out was like a fluke or like a one-hit wonder, I think he's really silenced that because he's taken like a lot of di- a lot of different roles since then, a lot of like really, really interesting ones. Like m- mainly, uh, I mean, Widows, he's fantastic, but this might be his best performance. 
I think he's phenomenal in this movie. And honestly, looking at his competition, probably is a good shot to win Best Supporting Actor. Considering that he's now eligible for this one and not next year's Academy Awards. So it does help his case. Because his competition consists of like Jared Leto and, and uh, who else we got? Oh, Chadwick Boseman, but he's going to win lead anyway, so it doesn't matter. And yeah, I think that it's, yeah, I think they're great. I think that the messages are surprisingly timely, just with everything they're trying to cut across with, you know, racial equality and the perception of what perception of a, of a group like this because like a lot of people look at this in the same way people look at like the look at like the black lives matter movement right now where they see it as like a terrorist organization that's just the complete opposite and just demonstrably not true of any of anything about the black panthers i mean sure they are radical yes but they like they, like, they were they are like people first like they're not out they're not out to they're not, they're not out to do any damage to anybody they just want they just want equal rights uh, only thing I would say is a negative for this film is that I think that it would benefit more if it had more scenes. Because, like, uh, William and Fred have a good amount of scenes together, uh, but I don't think it's enough to, like, really convey, like, you know, like, r- really convey, like, the inner conflict between um, William and, like, trying to, you know, selling out potentially what, as someone who become his friend. It's more about him selling out the entire party than it is just this guy. So I do think that we would have benefited from more scenes between uh, Bill and but William, Bill, and Fred. But overall, I think a fantastic film. It's out in theaters and on HBO Max right now. I would highly recommend you all go check it out. Uh, and so that's gonna do it for watch. I guess my watch list because I'll be only watch that watch something new <laughs> upcoming. Uh, which means we now move on to our trailer talk. We only have two. We only have two things to talk about. Uh, first one is this is the short. This is the shorter one. So we'll get this out of the way first. Uh, this is the, the trailer for the latest M Night Shyamalan movie, Old. Uh, so this is uh, about a family who they go on a ho- they go on a uh, they go on a holiday. They go on a vacation uh, to this beach. And it seems this beach seems something's going on this beach because they are aging at rapid rates since they as soon as they get there, uh, and they kind of got to figure out what's going on. But like I said, based on a uh, graphic novel called Sandcastle, uh, has a cast that features Gal Garcia Bernal, Vicky Cripes, who where the hell has she been? <laughs> Just, uh, Rufus Sewell, Ken Leung, uh, Alex Wolf, and Beth Davids. Eliza uh, Scanlon, Thomas and McKenzie. I guess she's in this movie somewhere. I don't know. It's a very brief trailer. This, this is a very brief teaser. Um, but yeah, it's Eric Durek's Super Bowl, Russell. And this is like the only Super Bowl trailer I put on the list because I feel like it's the yeah. only one. Well, that and the other one. We got to pull up that one later. Um, what do you think of the What do you think of the first look at M Night Shyamalan's Old? I mean, I liked it. I thought um, obviously it's your M Night Shyamalan tropes and stuff like that with like trying to figure out what's going on, you know, everything isn't as it seems. And you're kind of like wondering, you know, peel the layers of the onion off to see like really what's going on. Um, what, what's going on with this beach. I mean, I'm curious enough just in the 35 seconds, I think that this trailer was 30 seconds or whatever. Um, it had me sold. I, I, I really am curious about what, like what really is going on with in, in the beach. So yeah, I'm on board. No, I, absolutely. I do think that they do a great job. It, 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 it gives you a great hook. Yeah, because it shows you enough of the creepy imagery, enough of the, the situation to get you intrigued. You're like, ooh, what's go- what's going on here? Like, what's that, what's, yeah. that, what's, that, what's, that, what's happening? And I know, and I want to know. I want to know. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely curious when I leave, you know, when it was over, I'm like, yeah, I, I totally want to go see this movie. I want to figure out what the hell's going on. And hey, we, we, we kind of like Shyamalan again now. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's I gotten mean, better. He, he's getting it back. Stella's getting her groove back. He's getting, he's, yeah, Stella's, Stella is getting her groove back. A little bit, yeah. A little by little. A little by little. He would have had it back if uh, Glass was good, but, you know. And if After Earth wasn't shit, but well, yeah. Well, I, I, After Earth was like the bottom of his, like, I need to get my groove yeah. back. Yeah, he's like, you know, splits like, you know, hold my beer. I got split. We well, got I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Visit was kind of like, hold my beer, because... Visit, I liked. I liked the Visit. No, I, I did too. I actually, I actually watched. Yeah. I actually watched it recently for the first time. It's yeah. actually like it's actually like really. It's like oh, super he, suspenseful. He he found the guy's sense of humor. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, super suspenseful though for sure. No, yeah, I mean that was a good step in the right direction. Split was really good. Glass uh, sucked. Yeah, glass glass was bad, but it's, you know, yeah. it's we we we've, we've seen him do worse. So yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll, take, we'll take that. We'll take that as a win. Yeah, for sure. And old is set for a release, uh, July twenty third, twenty twenty one. That's that's what year it is. <laughs> you got it. You were twenty 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 one. We got it. There you go. Yeah, there we go. You got it. Uh, only other trailer we had to talk about uh, was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is the second trailer we had. Uh, there was a thirty second one dropped drop in the Super Bowl, but then we had like a two minute one come out later. Uh, basically, what this is is. It's going to be like a team-up buddy series between uh, Sam Wilson, Falcon, played by Anthony Mackie, and uh, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, played by Sebastian Stan. They go on like this like worldwide, you know, like in like an operation, you know, trying and like test like test their ability, to, like test their ability to see what sticks, you know, then really just kind of like get into the meat of what those characters are, because like I mean. Yeah, we got a lot of time with Bucky, but, like, you know, this is the first time we're going to see, like, Sam at the forefront. Even, like, Bucky, because, you know, still take a backseat to Steve because it's Captain America's movie. But, you know, this time we're going to see these two characters at the forefront of something. They get to be, like, the main, main dudes. Uh, so, yeah, also the cast that features uh, Daniel Brule's coming back as uh, Baron Zemo. Uh, Emily Van Camp's coming back at age of 13. We have Wyatt Russell joining the cast as uh, John Walker, a.k.a. U.S. agent, basically, like, the government-sponsored Captain America replacement. Uh, as well as other people joining, other people joining the uh, the, the uh, thing, the, the thing, the show, like uh, what's her name? It's the girl who played uh, Crimson Dawn from Dice, and uh, uh, Car- Carl Lumley is apparently in this show. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so Russell, this is our first like real look at Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, what did you think about it? I liked it. I thought that you know it, you could like you see even watching the trailer, you think that movie could it could be an actual movie with you know all the you know work that they put into the uh, trailer. Um, it looks fun to see you know Winter Soldier and Falcon. You know, obviously having that it's almost like that buddy cop type of uh, relationship with one another. You know, uh, like budding you know uh, personalities and stuff like that it looks kind of fun. Um, and and that's what you know the MCU is about. You know, pushing you know that whole buddy buddy. Think kind of like with Cap and you know Falcon, you know what I mean. I think they're kind of passing the baton down with that. It's kind of cool. Um, I'm on board with it, man. I think it looks really good. I mean, and the the you know effects and everything are just you know holy shit. You know what I mean. You're watching this. You're like, this could be a, the budget you spent on this could be completely like movie esque. So definitely transports you into it. I mean, they spent roughly what they would spend on this on an actual movie because this is yeah hundred fifty million dollar budget. And I yeah, you see it. What's yeah. the budget for WandaVision? I'm curious. Surely not that. I mean, it's surely not that. Uh, I cannot. I, I cannot find the budget for this show. 
But I got I got to imagine it's not like super far off, just because. I mean, they have, they they can they can afford it. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> what do you what do you, what do you make over three? We make over three billion dollars box office with one movie. Budget twenty five million for one division. For the for the whole show, that can't be right. During development, the bu- the the budget for each episode. Was oh, 25 okay, okay. So that's... okay, so then yeah, so then it's gonna be. It's I mean, you figure right now it's at six, so that's what. Uh, 150 million right there just for six episodes so yeah i mean it, yeah i mean i guess they're putting just as much effort into it yeah but i mean yeah i i don't know but uh no yeah i do think this is this is one of, this was one eh, this was one of more my, my god <laughs> this was one of my more anticipated uh shows coming out uh the next slate of marvel and yeah, it's just, this is not changing. I do, I do think that the two of these guys have a really good chemistry they, they kind of scratched the surface of that with uh, uh, Civil War, they had some really fun scenes together, and it seems like we're getting a whole show of just the, like those scenes. So I'm down with it. Uh, I think it looks, I think it looks fun. I think it looks awesome. Uh, and yeah, uh, this is going to be releasing week to week. And first episode set premiere March nineteenth, twenty twenty one. So definitely looking forward to watching that. So wow, they're, they're really going to finish Wandavision, go right into this. Not messing around. That's no, no more wasting time. <laughs> uh, we we got deadlines to meet. Goddamn, let's go. Uh, so yeah, uh, and uh, that's it for our trailer talk. We now move on to notorious news, and we have a lot of casting to talk about today, and a lot of uncastings, which we'll get to. <laughs> um, first, first of which, uh, actually, well, let's get the big one out of the way first. Gina Carano has been fired. <laughs> Off of the Mandalorian, which a lot of us said, thank Christ. So basically, if you don't know the story, I imagine you do, but in case you don't, uh, she basically caught, came under a lot of public, under fire publicly, uh, due to just, well, due to just saying some like not not great things. I mean, first of all, there was, she was a big anti-mask proponent. She was an anti-vaccine proponent. She was a stop the steal proponent. Uh, she tweeted some things that were seen as transphobic, which, like, okay, maybe she didn't understand, so we gave her a pass, but then, like, all the other stuff came out, we're like, oh, so maybe this wasn't on purpose, <laughs> maybe this wasn't an isolated incident. And then, keep in mind, this is all happening as The Mandalorian Season 2 was premiering. So, like, a yeah. lot of people were pissed off already, and Disney wasn't saying anything, so we was like, are they not, are they really not gonna fire her? Like, are, they, are they not, <laughs> are they not gonna do anything? Uh... Then this all, then uh, this all came to a head the other a few days ago when she tweeted out a picture not tweeted out, she Instagrammed a story to picture that I understand like granted maybe I'm taking a little content but to me it seemed like she was basically comparing be, comparing me a conservative in today's world to being a Jewish person in the Holocaust yeah. so I'm like uh yeah no did <laughs> you saw that I'm like ah no you gotta go. You have to go. <laughs> uh, so a lot of thoughts, a, lo- a lot of different thoughts on this. A lot of people, a lot of people like me going like, thank God. And again, uh, I, I'll get to why in a second. But, you know, the lo- big movement to uh, cancel Disney Plus from the conservative side of of uh, America. Include, and, uh, you know, she's already kind of landing on her feet because she got dropped by UTA, which is a talent, a talent agency. Uh, and uh, <laughs> she got signed to a movie uh, for Ben Shapiro's. <laughs> production company yeah i saw something about that which is uh, which is fine good luck with that um but yeah so here's the thing did they fire gina carano for being a conservative 
No, they didn't. They fired her for saying stupid shit. Like that's that's what when you come out with like constantly with constantly with unfounded conspiracy theories, join a social media platform which is well known for unfounded conspiracy theories. Uh, which granted, Chris Pratt was on, Chris Pratt was on was on Parlor too, allegedly on Parlor. I see words saying he was on it, but I can't find any record that he was. But even if he was, like maybe maybe he didn't know, maybe he didn't know because I can't find anything, I can't find anything he posted <laughs> on that site. Uh, tweet about tweet about tweet about being an anti-masker, tweet about being an anti-vaccination person. I guess anti-vaxxers. That's 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 the easy way to say that. And then you tweet out the the Jewish Holocaust comparison. You basically like you're not doing yourself any favors. Like they have no, no choice but to fire you. Doesn't ma- doesn't matter. Like, d- like it doesn't matter if you believe in free, free speech or not. Like you like you make yourself a cancer for the brand. And what do you do with cancers? Yeah. You cut them the fuck out. True story. I mean, yeah. I mean, even speaking as you know me, you know I'm conservative and stuff like that. I don't, you know, I obviously don't see view eye to eye with that. I mean, like the whole entire comparing it to Holocaust and stuff like that, completely you know, ridiculous. And, you know, that's it, especially the day and age now that we're in that you have to really, really, really think before you speak. And it's one of those things where, I mean, regardless, um, it's just so, you know, ignorant to, to say stupid stuff like that. You know what I mean? You're comparing a mass genocide to a political party. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really, it, it is like, it's like apples and steak. You know what I mean? It's not even in the same ballpark. So I, it's, it's super crazy. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, she is not coming back, which I mean, think I think does will probably be a better idea because even if this didn't happen, probably need to cut her loose anyway, just because like people, but they're going to lose a lot of subscribers, a lot of viewers on Mandalorian if she was still on the show. Which thankfully she's not yeah. going to be anymore. But even then, like even even if I'm not going to say I'm going to excuse the <laughs> the off screen behavior because I won't. No. Uh, but even if I want to excuse it, then I'm like, okay, look, she maybe she may be a shitty person off screen. But at least the on-screen performance is there. It's not there. <laughs> she's not very yeah. good. She's not very good. Yeah, and then also when you're hired, you know what I mean. You're representing a brand. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. So you have to really, really think before you say stupid shit. You know, and that just that just comes with any territory, even like you know sports and just anything in general. You know, you really have to think before you say things and. You know, a lot of that stuff that she said was completely out of left field. I mean, it just it's you're you're killing yourself if anything else. Yeah, it's like she 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 was the master of her own destruction. So that was just gonna for be sure. Yeah, basically, that's basically her thing. So, uh, yeah, for all the people who didn't want Gina Carano in Star Wars anymore, she's not she's not coming back. You're welcome, and now you can go and watch Mandalorian season two <laughs> and season three because that's happening. Uh, next piece of news. Uh, sticking with Disney for a little bit. Uh, we did get a. Sad piece of news? I'm not sure. Uh, so it, it was announced that uh, Blue Sky Studios has been shut down, or is being Blue Sky Animation specifically is being shut down. Uh, to which a lot of people, <laughs> which people like myself, who's a big animation fan, just went, "Eh." Uh, look, I feel sympathy for all of the animators and you know people like people behind the scenes who are about to lose their jobs. Chances up, look. Disney animation is a big division. Chances are probably probably throw you a bone if you're really good at your job. Um, but yeah, looking at their lineup, I you kind of do understand why. <laughs> you kind of do understand why this is because none of their movies are they're not awful, but a lot of them aren't like great. So here's here's the lineup of of Blue Sky animated movies, Russell. 
Uh, we got Ice Age, Robots, Ice Age 2, Horton Hears a Who, Ice Age 3, Rio, Ice Age 4, Epic, Rio 2, The Peanuts Movie, Ice Age 5, Ferdinand, and Spies in Disguise. I liked Rio. I was always a fan of the Rio movies. Yeah, I mean, most of these movies, like, I like fine. Yeah. Like, Ice Age, I like, f- I like fine. I like well enough. Like, a lot of these ones, like, they're not, like, poorly received. Like, they're not, like, Illumination. But well, they don't blow you away, though. I mean, with... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah the, the, the movies that you enjoy enough, but like nothing that's like gonna blow you away. Yeah. Um, but I do wonder if they're going to open another animation division, because you know, of course, they have Disney Animation, they have Pixar, uh, and you know, they kind of they kind of rebranded Twentieth uh, Century Fox, Twentieth Century Studios. That's where they're gonna release a lot of like the live action uh, content that's like not really like Disney Disney. Uh, yeah. But you, do you think we could see like the rise of a like a 20th century animation? I mean, it's possible. I wouldn't see why you know why they why not you know. Oh, and you know what? They might have to because they do have a Bob's Burgers movie in the works. So I wonder if that would be under 20th okay. century or like or maybe they start releasing uh, movies under t- the 20th century banner. Point is, I f- I don't feel like this is the death of mo- of animated movies outside of Disney at least for this company. Yeah, I just feel like we're just done with this particular studio, which I might say it's for the best, but I mean, it's not. We're not losing a whole ton. I'm especially when you're relying on a majority of those are like sequels. Yeah, I mean, Ice Age makes up the bulk of their filmography. I mean, you got four sequels there, and you have a Rio sequel, so that's five out of your. That's fi- that's what? five out of thirteen. So that's roughly I one mean, third of the of their movies. Their sequels. Yeah, so that's it's pretty tough. Uh yeah, it's okay. That's wow, that's wild. I never realized that. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and also their last couple just didn't didn't make the money they probably should have. Like Spies in Disguise didn't make money. Uh, Ferdinand didn't make a whole lot of money. Which weren't really bad movies, honestly. No, they're not. Of those in ba- the theater, they weren't you know, bad. Both fine, yeah, they weren't bad. They just just, just didn't light the box office on fire like you really kind of anticipate animation movies to do you know they also just didn't come they also just didn't come out with a very friendly release they both came out in december yeah that's tough of, opposite a star wars movie yeah it's tough yeah it's, it's, it's a tough hole to climb out of uh but yeah uh blue sky gonna get, uh, i'm not gonna say I, I, I will miss i will miss some of your properties i mean yeah. we're getting another ice age we're getting an ice age spinoff so that's kind of strange but i do wonder what banner that's gonna get released under that's another thing like they already ha- they already announced an ice age spinoff yeah, I don't think that's can, but <laughs> I wonder how that's gonna get re- how it's gonna be now. Um, but uh, yeah, so Blue Sky, uh, I'm sure you a lot of your animators did great work, and I hope you all, all you people who work for Blue Sky, land on your feet in other fantastic jobs. Uh, next piece of news we're talking about. Ooh, we have so much. Uh, oh, actually, this this is a, <laughs> this is a really good one. So if you remember, if you remember a couple, I don't remember how long ago this was. Uh, it was a while though. Uh, remember when there was a face-off remake announced? Yeah. Well, we got some breaking news on this. Uh, first of all, it got a sequel. Or, uh, not, yes. Uh, spoiler alert. Well, first of all, Adam, uh, we got a director. Adam Wingard uh, is going to be directing this. But not only that, he announced that this is not going to be a remake or a reimagining. This is going to be a sequel uh. to the original. A direct sequel, as he said, to the original face-off. Jeez. To which... Okay, look, I, I wasn't. I was already kind of iffy on a remake. I'm even less sold on a sequel. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, because, especially 25, 25 years later almost. I mean, yeah, but the, did, did Face Off end differently than I remember? Because it Who seemed knows? like there aren't a whole lot of places to go after that. No, I think everything was kind of gift-wrapped and, and, you know, solved. And, you know, I mean, it, there was a resolution. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really want to see old, crazy John Travolta go against old, crazy Nicolas Cage. Well, that would be kind of interesting, though. Okay, that would be kind of interesting. Both, both are kind of crazy. I mean, it like, would be kind of fun. <laughs> but, like, what are the odds? Even if it's a character, what are the odds that all this shit happens again? Yeah, I mean, it's completely crazy. Yeah, um, but, yeah, do you think they should have just gone with the remake? I think they should have just gone with it with the remake. Honestly. I would have rebooted it, yeah. Yeah, if... if, if Generally, what I find, if it's past ten years, reboot it. Oh yeah, especially you're looking at twenty five. I mean, that's absolute. Now there are exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, sequels to come out ten years plus after the original, not very good. No, hence uh, look at Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and oh. du- Dumb and Dumber. I could point to. Uh, I'm finally blanking on like so long, long cap sequels. Dumb and Dumber is the one that oh, like, really comes Dumb to mind. Dumb and Dumber, Zoolander 2. Oh, Zoolander 2 is awful. Zoolander 2 is fucking horrendous. God, bad, bad, bad. Um, what else is there? That could be a, that could be a theme we do one day. Like, like, way too late sequels. Dumb and Dumber is really bad. <laughs> that that one <laughs> is worse. That one's really bad. Dumb, at least Dumb and Dumber 2 had you know Carrie and Daniels, but yeah, that other one, God, was really bad. But, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, we'll die, die, die Hard 5. Yeah. The Two Jakes. Godfather 3. Eh, well, that's not, that's not, that's not as bad as the rest of these. Godfather 3 is probably the best of the of the ones on that. Uh, but, yeah. Wall Street 2, because we were asking for that. Wall Street, Wall Street was not good, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, point is... Oh, Independence Day 2. Oh. Insurrection, awful. Resurrect, no. Or resurrection. It, resurgence, resurgence. Resurgence, yeah. Holy shit, that movie was bad. It was so bad, I. Ugh. But uh, yeah. The point point is, these people usually go pretty poorly. So maybe yeah, maybe not, don't not do good. it. Uh, yeah. So that's gonna do it for us. Uh, something else we're getting, which is surprising. I'm like, I'm surprised we're doing it this, this, this take this long to do it. We're getting another Wizard of Oz, Russell. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, which funny enough, we talked about we talked about Wicked last week. Now we get the Wicked, the Wizard of Oz remake. There you have it. Look at that. Look at how those episodes already are connected. Uh, but yeah, uh, coming from the director of, I believe, the, one of the directors of Watchmen is doing this. Um, I'll, I'll look this up, but yeah, uh, Wizard of Oz, the classic one, came out in 1939. It's crazy. This movie's almost a hundred years old. Yeah, you're looking at what, like 18, 19 years. Yeah, it's about almost at least. It's, I mean, almost. It's it, it is eighty. It, it, yeah, so, de- yeah, it's definitely over eighty. So you're looking at what eighty two years. That's crazy. Uh, yes. Yeah, so see, coming from. Hold on. Where where, where is her name? It's not. Jo- yeah. So wow. So we're getting. Yeah. Uh, director Nick Nicole Castle. Nicole Castle. She oh. she did she did work on Watchmen. I was right. Okay. Okay. She worked on Watchmen, worked on Castle Rock, worked on Westworld. Done a lot of HBO shows, actually. Goddamn. Uh, and directed a movie called The Woodsman, which I admittedly have not Is that seen. Kevin Bacon? It is Kevin Bacon. Goddamn. I, I've heard of the movie. That's why. That's the only reason why I knew that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, looking at it. Yes, I I, I have heard of this. This is the one with uh, Most Deaf, too. 
Yeah, I, I remember hearing it. I totally remember hearing it. So yeah, uh, th- that was her last direct... No, okay, not the last one. She did do A Little Bit of Heaven. What the hell is this? A Little Bit of Heaven. Uh, a Little Bit of Heaven. Is that the, the Reese Witherspoon one? No, Kate Hudson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember this. It's the one with Kate Hudson and uh, Gal Garcia Bernal oh. and Kathy Bates. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of Just Like Heaven. I'm thinking of Just Like Heaven, but... Never mind. Yeah, that was her last movie that came out in 2011. So this is her big return to the big screen. Um, so, yeah, Wizard of Oz. It's kind of crazy to think we haven't tried to reboot this property. I mean, we have, but it's been another thing. It's that been we, so long. There was, there was Return to Oz, and then there was Oz the Great and Powerful. They have – no one's done like – I mean, musical, you have The Wiz. I mean, I, if I mean you The Wiz, not sure. Even, not even really – But, like, no one's ever tried to, like, readapt this, this book, which is crazy. I think it's because, like – I think it's because of the same power of the originals. People still watch that movie and are still oh like amazed. God, and it, it holds up. Legend is perfect. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's one of those ones where it's just, you can watch it at any age. I remember taking Ella, what was it, a couple years ago to watch, and she was mesmerized by it. Um, it's just one of those movies. It's 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 a, you know, you, you say classic, and, you know, people are like, yeah, yeah, but no, this one's a classic. I mean, it's 80-plus years old, and it still holds up. I mean, it's... It it, it, it it and you can watch it at any time. That's the thing. You can watch it multiple times, and you can watch it whenever. You know what I mean? You're always, even knowing what you know, obviously is going to happen. You're still in, enthralled with the story and the and the and how the characters all interact with one another. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, doing a re- doing a remake of this, especially with I guess modern modern tech. Uh, I w- how, do, how do you think how do you think it's gonna turn out? Oh man, I just. Uh... I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to hold my breath on it. I don't think it's going to be great or good by any standard, you know, stretch of the imagination. You got the classic, leave it as is. You, you want to enchant Ella, uh, show, show her return to Oz. Oh, and then, man, and, yeah. And, and, then, and then pay for her therapy lessons because she's going to need them. Yeah. <laughs> and I can show her the, uh, what, the other Oz's with uh, Franco. <laughs> oh, no, man. Have you ever seen Return to Oz? No. I, no oh, my. You've never seen it? Uh-uh. Oh my dude, that movie! Is... I can legit say, what, what, when did it come out? The, it came out in the nineties, I think. I won't say okay. like, no, wait, it might have been the eighties. Absolutely heard of it. I just never. I mean, again, I'm more like, if, as long as like you know, you give me the original property and I'm good with it. You know what I mean? That's like coming out with like... eighty-five, not the nineties. Wow, how so okay. off. But I mean, yeah, that geez. that okay. movie that movie is fucking terrifying. We'll have to uh, we'll have to visit that sometime. Yeah, like so tra- traumatizing kids films would be a good, be a good topic for us. <laughs> there, there you have it. You got one. Of the, you got one out of the five poll. Uh, but yeah, so uh, was it? A, well, definitely going to be looking out for that one. Going to be going to be very curious to see what exactly someone tries to do with the new vision. Was it about? Which again, something that hasn't. Bizarrely, no one's tried to ta- try to tackle this again, which I'm shocked because we live in an age where everyone's reboot everything. So I guess we're finally getting around to this, just dusting off the old scripts. It's like, yeah, what else? What else can we do? Oh. Okay, this is good. Uh, next piece of news before we get into like the bulk of what the bulk of what the, the news is, uh, something that makes me very happy uh, is the fact that a criminally canceled show, uh, Clone High, is finally getting its l- a long deserved reboot. Uh, it's going it's going to be on HBO. And be on HBO Max. Already been over two seasons. So, uh, Ross, have you ever heard of the show, Clone High? No, never even heard of it. So, basically what this was, this was the animated show on MTV from the early 2000s. It's actually where, like, Phil Lord okay. and Chris Miller got their starts. 
Okay. And basically what this was is it was about a high school in which the which uh, a scientist and the government were able to clone historical figures like historical figures and just like put them all together. Like okay. like and it was uh, the funny thing was like they're all like kind of they all like fit in clicks into what what you think they would be in like the modern okay. day world. Like for example, like there was a clone of JFK, who okay. was like the popular like jock type. Uh, okay. Abe Lincoln, who was the main character with Will Will Forte, uh, he was, uh, you know, he was kind of like the uh, the the uh, the odd the oddball the uh, you know the the, the dorky kind of guy. Uh, Joan of there was a clone of Joan of Arc. There was a clone of uh, there was a clone of Gandhi. <laughs> Uh, it was, was really funny. Cleopatra was a clone, and the co- the content of this was hilarious because you can do so much with like historical figures and just like the humor in that was yeah. great. Uh, lasted for lasted for thirteen seasons on thirteen seasons, thirteen episodes on MTV. It lasted one season, and then it got wow. like unceremoniously canceled. And people have been like clamoring clamoring for a reboot for like a, the longest time, and we're finally <laughs> getting it, which makes me happy because I really love Clone High. Uh, so, and again, all this, the entire series is available to stream right now on CBS All Access. I imagine that they'll get the rights to the original season because that makes no sense to have, to have the reboot of the show, but not have the original show. So, yeah. I mean, well, does, does that get you intrigued to check out the original show or the original season? I mean, well? I mean yeah, it sounds kind of interesting. I just, like I said, I never, never heard of it, man. That's kind of crazy because I, like, I do you know, no, a M- little bit of MTV, so it's kind of crazy I never stumbled upon that. Well, it's kinda, well, again, the fact that you didn't know is kind of the problem, because, like, no, no, nobody, absolutely nobody watched this show. Yeah, I I, I never knew about it. And what, what year did it come out? Uh, it was, it ran from 2002 to 2003. Which is crazy, because I was a senior in high school. Huh. I, fuck, I never, yeah, never heard of it. Again, yeah, part, kind, of, kind of part of the problem. But, yeah, uh, you know, you know about it now, and I, again, and if any of you have not seen Clone High, the whole season, right? The whole first season is premiering, or uh, streaming, I should say, on um, I think it's CBS All Access. Please go check it out because it's so funny, so ahead of its time, and I think you'll all really enjoy it. It's a qu- it's a quick watch too. Like the, the episodes aren't super long; they're like th- thirty minutes. You can knock that it. You can knock out that season like a couple hours. Uh, next, we have a lot of casting to talk about. Speaking of HBO. I was, uh, we they have announced the two leads for their Last of Us HBO series. Uh, that is going to be Pedro Pascal as Joel, and I forgot the girl's name, but she played Liana Mormont on the last three seasons of Game of Thrones. Let me see, let me, fi- let me find her because I really I really want to learn this. Uh, no, not Lia, uh, not Liana. Wait, fuck, what was her name? Oh, <laughs> uh, hold the fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this. This is gonna drive me wild. No, not not that one. Not that one. Uh, Bella Ramsey. That's the name of the actress. Bella Ramsey, who is much older than I thought she was. <laughs> uh, I, got, I thought this girl was like nine, ten years old. I thought she's seventeen. <laughs> look, look, look up, look up this girl, Russell. She does not <laughs> look seventeen years old. She looks like a child. What's the name? Bella Ramsey. All right, hold on. Jeez, yeah, she does look really young. Yeah, she looks super young. Uh, so yeah, so basically the story of the last of us kind of gone over on the show, but I will say so. I will say it again. 
Uh, so The Last of Us is, is based on, it's a post-apocalyptic show in which we focus on this guy, Joel. Peter Pass is going to play it. He's kind of old. He's kind of grizzled. And, uh, you know, he basically he b- comes across this girl, Ellie, who's basically immune to this whole uh, to this whole plague. And okay. So, and so he's got to take her on a trip cross-country and try and get her to these this group of people who can try and, you know, see what's going on with her and try and use her to get a cure for everything that's going on. Uh, so yeah, the Bellaram is gonna play the girl who is gonna be the key to the cure, and uh, Pedro Pascal is gonna play uh, Joel. Which yeah, Joel in the games is the very a very white guy. In fact, when you when you when you play the game, like the first thing that came to my mind when I saw him when I saw Joel was Josh Brolin. Oh, okay. Be- because he because like the way he's portrayed and looked, he he just reminds me a lot of Josh Brolin. Um. But I do like the casting Pedro, Pas- Pedro Pascal. I mean, we've sung his praise a lot in The Mandalorian, just because, and just the fact that he's a great actor. I do, th- and I think he can just totally do this, like old, like, like we, we saw him be a space daddy for, for three seasons. Now you get to see him be apocalypse daddy, and I'm happy, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I so, uh, got the same writer and director as Chernobyl, which is uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal miniseries. So I'm excited to see what they do with this. So Russell, do you think this is going to be the first video game property adaptation? To be worth a damn, and if this works, do you think we'll see more adaptations of video games for uh, for premium channels like this? That I, I think is a great avenue for it. Oh, absolutely! Just because of the fact that it never transpired onto the big screen. I mean, outside of what Sonic the Hedgehog, which is crazy to even say that, um, given the first trailer that we saw, it was you know crazy that we were even you know even having that conversation with Sonic the Hedgehog being oh, one of the most from successful gang- from, from Gangsta's Paradise to. It's crazy. I mean, but yeah, um, Pedro Pascal, man, is just having a huge couple years. I mean, he is a really you know great actor. Um, my definitely one of my favorite parts from Wonder Woman '84. Um, it just, um, yeah, it, it just depends on how it's received. I think if it's received well, I mean, I'm curious about it. I don't know much about the uh, video game, but um, from what I hear, I mean, it sounds interesting. And who knows if it's successful. Um, this could open up avenues for uh, other video games to go that route, which I think kind of what you said, it's uh, the smart route to go just because of the fact that, you know, it's, I don't know. I just think it just, it's just, it's just makes more sense. And like I said, with, uh, you know, the video game movies not being so, uh, beloved or received on the big screen. And yeah, when you get to like some more of these, like more complex games, like, you know, like your, your Red Dead Redemptions, your, uh, your Metal Gear Solids. Like when they have so much, so many hours of story that's so hard to condense into two hours. Like I think that in going this kind of route to where you have like multiple hours of television, I think it'll be beneficial to a lot of these, to a lot of these, a lot of these, a lot of these video games. Like I would like if this works, I would love to see a Red Dead Red Dead Redemption, um, Red Dead Redemption adaptation like it. Because I, I, that's one of my favorite games of all time, and I think that mm-hmm. the story of it is amazing. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's gonna do it for that. And speaking of video games, uh, video game adaptations, going back to the world of movies, the far less successful world of video game movies, uh, we have some additions to Borderlands. Which, what is this film? Because uh, we already talked about how Kate Blanchett's gonna gonna play the lead in the movie. She's gonna be joined by Kevin Hart. She's got two more cast members, Russell, and you're not gonna believe who they who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, we got Halloween's own Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. And Jack Black as a sassy robot. Oof. 
Okay. So yeah, a Borderlands is basically like a techno Mad Max type type of thing. Okay. Uh, Eli Ross, the, fa- the fact that we're getting a movie featuring Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. This is, this is weird. <laughs> this is really crazy. weird. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, especially yeah, those four. You never would have ever, ever in a million years would thought cr- would cross paths in a movie. Is is, is this is this so crazy that it could, it could work? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, if it does, I mean. I mean, there's only benefit for. It. I mean, you know what I mean. I. I if, if, this is, if this if this is great, works. if this is great, Eli Roth is gonna look like a genius. And it's Eli Roth who really just transfixes himself in horror. So this is super crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. He's, he's he's got his uh house of the, house of the clock and its walls duos back, which was you know fantastic film. Which, so. Yeah, which, which, yeah. Which, which was a, which was a fun movie. Go watch that movie. Which was which was super fun. Yeah, it was super like underrated film that you really don't. Yeah, you hear you hear of it here and there, but you don't really. It doesn't get the love that it should actually really get, you know. Yeah, I, I would say it's one of the better kids' movies of the past what five, five ten years. I would say so. I thought it was a really fun film. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely curious about this now because I just I want to see how all these actors gel in the same project. I hope none of them leave. I hope none of no. them leave. No, I I'm I'm on board just for the you know the Fantastic Four there that they got cast. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, ca- speaking of casts getting bigger, uh, and well, on the subject of games, uh, one that's not a video game, but one that you play in your mother's basement. Uh, I'm kidding. I know there are a lot of people. Uh, there are a lot of people who play D and D. I'm just ma- I'm just making a joke. I'm not I'm not dissing you. You play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons has got some new cast members. Uh, again, joining Chris Pine, who is who was going to be the lead. We have Michelle Rodriguez hopping in to join. And uh, there was one other person, Justice Smith, of all people. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you don't remember Justice Smith? You, pl- you might recognize him from his role as a Negro Max Spooks in uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and as and as well as the uh, as well as the uh, guy Pikachu bossed around him did did Pikachu. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. It was funny. When Michelle Rodriguez signed I'm like, how much did we do a movie like this before, like a high fantasy kind of thing? What am I thinking? Oh, I was thinking of Blood Rain. I'm thinking of Blood Rain, the Uwe Ball movie. Yeah, I remember I remember the Blood Rain. I've never, I, I haven't never watched it. Oh, my. We, we, we need to do Uwe Ball on the show one of these days. I mean, I'm always down. That's a, it's, a, it's a realm of constant pain, but we need to do it. <laughs> Why not? I mean, we've, we've, we've reviewed some really bad ones. Yeah, but this one, this one, these ones are bad and long. But anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Again, we had a movie in the two thousands, starred Marlon Wayans, went about as well as you'd expect. Uh, do you think that this could be the start of with, with Chris Pine and the star power of uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Justin Smith? Could this be the start of a new fantasy franchise? I would probably say no. Probably um, I like I love Chris Pine. Don't get me wrong. Um, Michelle Rodriguez probably will do anything if you throw a script her way and uh, Justice Smith doesn't really rip. I mean, he, again, he's just a, a side character, you know, in films, obviously. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know much about D&D. I mean, I know, obviously know it's an RPG game and I know the movie came out and everything. I just am really unfamiliar with it, but um, I, I just don't think I, it's... I try to learn to play it. I try to learn to play it to impress a girl. I, I played it one night with a girl I was like, t- I was like trying to date, but... Yeah. I still have no idea what the hell I did that night. 
Yeah, see, I mean, it's one of those things. I just don't have the energy, um, you know, at, at the age of 37 to that, really that do, don't have the do energy the research to just, figure out what the hell to yeah, do. Yeah, that, that don't have the energy. I'm just like, I'm confused. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand how anything works. Yeah, I mean, and, and me, it's just like, I don't have any, you know... Uh, Horse in a race. I've never played it. I don't know much about. I don't know anything about it. So I mean, I mean, I, I, I've, been, I've been curious about it because I've seen that there are like a lot of people who are really into it. Like Joe Manganiello is like a huge D and D guy. Yeah, uh, which I, I've, I've heard. You know, like they actually did like a, a really like they actually did like a live stream with like a bunch of like celebrity D and D players. Really? And I think one of the one of them was Big Show, like the really? Big Show. Yeah, Paul, that's crazy. Um. Yeah, I mean, it has such a huge following. It's been around for so long. So obviously, there's enough people that obviously show interest in it and, and, and play it. But yeah. to me, it was just something I just never crossed paths with. I always my, was like, yeah. My knowledge my knowledge of D&D goes as far as the community episode on D&D. So that's that's what that's all you need to know about me. Uh, but either way, if this works, I'll, I'll be down. Cause I'm, always, I'm always down for a you know good fantasy adventure movie. Yeah. Something else I'm down for uh, is Bullet Train. Uh, it's the new David Leitch uh, Assassins on a Train movie. Uh, it just added another weapon, another cast member to make their deadly weapons even deadlier. Hello, Sandra Bullock, who is going to be in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, joining the cast features Brad Pitt, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Zazie Beetz, Michael Shannon, Lady Gaga, Logan Lerman, Hiroyuki Sonata, uh, and now Sandra Bullock. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... Look at who, and, do, and David Lee, by the way, also lined up another movie starring Will Smith. Huh. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think that this dude went from like the second John Wick, the uncredited John Wick director, to directing like so many so many A list actors. Crazy. Despite the fact that I think he's the worst the worst director of the two. <laughs> crazy how that shit works itself out in a weird way, I guess, huh? But yeah, bullet train. Like, I'm I'm still excited for this movie. Cause I think the concept is great. I, th- no, I think the only concept sounds great. I think the only thing that can hold me back is David Leach himself. Yeah, I mean the cast is there. You know the concept is there. It's just yeah, as long as he just doesn't lay a dud, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely curious to see how this works out. But I'm I'm excited for it. I'm I'm real. I really think this is a it's a cool sounding movie, and I wanna want to see how it shakes out. And speaking of making deadly weapons even deadlier, don't look up. My God, the cast for this just keeps growing. They've added two more great actors. Okay, one debatable, one definitely great actor. Uh, Michael Chiklis <laughs> is in the cast, uh, as well as uh, Mark Rylance. Academy Award winner Mark Rylance. Justified? Probably not, but Mark Rylance is in the movie. Well, we know who the debatable one is. We know who the debatable one is. It's not Michael Chiklis. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, uh, Gina Gershon is apparently in the movie as well, which is good for her. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's everywhere. Go check our Showgirls episode out. Go check the Showgirls episode. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, cheap plug. Um, but yeah, did, so like looking at the cast for this, I'm not gonna go over. I'm not gonna go over this again because this cast list is huge. Is this movie gonna get? Is this movie too big to fail? I think, man, I really do. We got a lot of a lot of star power with this. I mean, so much star power. I don't know, man. It's it's man. If it that would be a huge epic fail. If if big, you got big, a big epic fail. If they got all these actors, this movie still sucked. That'd be the biggest. That'd be the biggest troll of all time. Would this be like a movie forty three part two? Oh my god, type thing. Or how would that go? Like something like that, maybe. How would that go? The question is how long? How long is this movie to get all these? Like how long are some of these actually going to be in this movie? A couple minutes. Like shit. 
couple minutes. We can only get you in for two minutes. <laughs> you got two seconds of screen. You got two seconds of yeah. screen time, Timmy. Go make go just make a, it move. Make it work. Just a just a passerby. Uh yeah, but either way, I do think that the two of them, uh, th- not the two of them, but like this entire cast in general is is fantastic. I want to see what this looks like. Uh, um, oh sure. I think I think the concept looks cool. I like Ad- I like Adam McKay as a writer and director, despite the fact that I wasn't super high on Vice. But again, I wanted, for some reason I wanted to revisit it. I don't know why. Uh, I just I, I I just think that this is like this. They have all the pieces there. They just gotta put it together. Please, please put it together. <laughs> if this fa- if this fails, I'm gonna be so sad. Uh, but that's going to do it for Notorious News, which means we now move on to the movie of the week. This is Knives Out. So Knives Out came out in 2019. It was Ryan Johnson's big follow-up to uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. He was making a murder mystery. And again, much like Don't Look Up, got a killer cast behind it. Okay, pun not intended. A killer cast behind it. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh yeah, uh came out was a huge smash hit with critics and audiences, made three hundred three hundred eleven million dollars on a forty million dollar budget, and was greenlit for a sequel. With Daniel Craig coming back to reprise the role, and like I said, Russell, you hadn't seen this movie. I had not seen it, man. Um, and kind of to your surprise, I didn't know the twist. Um. You know, uh, before, you know, I'll say before we review, like before we obviously talk about it, um, to me, I I just, I thought this was all plumbers uh, work. Do you know what I mean? Like just kind of making all this up, like as a game is kind of where I was the majority of the film. Oh, really? Um, I, I, yeah, no, honest to God, because. But he thought he faked his death. yeah, because because here's the thing, because I remember a, a spot, and I mean it's it's a small uh, dialogue in the beginning of the film where he said he, you know he likes games and stuff like that, right? And okay. they compared the house to like a clue board and stuff like that. To me, it was one of those things. I'm like, son of a bitch, you you really wouldn't be expecting him to fake his death. To me, it was more the thing like if you fake your death, you can kind of see how people would react to your death. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just to me it just made more sense. I just really thought that that was the direction they were going to go, and obviously I was wrong. But uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but either way, so looking at, uh, so yeah, uh, we're gonna see getting everything why this movie works, why it doesn't, and does it does it function as a murder mystery? That's the big question here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, only way to do that is to get into the movie. So, uh, let's let's get into it. This is Knives Out. We start off, we immediately see our murder victim, Christopher Plummer, as Harlan Harlan Thromby. All-star, superstar writer, Harlan Thromby. <laughs> uh, so uh, we also we, th- we then meet our main character one week later. Well, we get to meet uh, what is our main character one week later, Marta, played by Ana de Armas. Yeah, I bet you thought Daniel Craig was going to be the main character of this movie. Nope. Yeah, nope, that's negativo. Yep, Ana de Armas. Who I will say, I mean, for someone who was like relative, who was relatively like unknown, people people knew of Ana de Armas, but she never had to like carry a full feature before this. Yeah. She's quite good in this movie. Oh, no, for sure she is. She's excellent. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't I wonder if that's her natural accent. I don't I don't I don't know if it is know. or not. Watch, like watch like she she talks she talks in like real life. She sounds like a total Karen. 
Yeah, I'm Ana de Armas. Yeah, it sounds like. I speak to your manager. <laughs> yeah. So basically, so yeah. Uh, this this basically kicks off when we go and see the rest of the family. Uh, we have Meg Thromby played by the girl who killed herself in Thirteen Reasons Why. Hold on. That's yeah. Hold that's, on. Hold that's on. That's pretty, Fuck. Fuck. That's, what is her name? That's how we. That's how we talked about her when we were watching it tonight. <laughs> She goes, oh, because Beck was like, oh, that's a chick from Thirteen Reasons Why. I was like, oh, the one that slit her wrist. Yeah, yeah. Sure enough, that was her. I don't, I don't know. Catherine, her name. Lang- she, she Catherine looks Langford. Like, that's it. Who, who looks a lot like uh, what the fuck is her name from Thor? Oh, uh, Kat Dennings. Uh, yeah, she looks a lot like Kat Dennings. I think like, a little bit. Cat. I could see. Uh, like, she like Kat Dennings. It's a good call, actually. Kind of like, kind of like her. Uh, yeah, kind of like her, like twin young, like kind of like her twin sister. I always saw. I, I, I always saw her as alternate alternate universe Joey King. Okay, I can see that too. Uh, yeah, we have Lin- we have Linda Thromby played by Jamie Lee Curtis, Richard Thr- Richard. Or not not hold on. her name's not not, not Thromby because she's married to Richard, who is the husband. She's he's not related to um, Harlan. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they're, so they're, so they're married. Don, her husband played by Don Johnson. Their son is. Chris Evans, why do I have like names right now? Sorry. It's oh, he, he uh, Chris Evans is um, Ransom, isn't it? Yeah, and he he, he hasn't come in until su- a surprising point in the movie, which we'll get we'll get to later. Yeah, which is really great, and even the dogs agree on that, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have Walter, played by Michael Michael Shannon. Uh, again, one of Harlan's other sons, Joni, played by Tony Collette, who is the daughter-in-law of a dead son that Harlan had at some point that we never that we never see or hear about. It doesn't matter. One of those like, really kind of a twist. Like, he, he didn't really die. He just faked his death, came back, killed his yeah. dad. Yeah. Uh, we have Jamie Lee Curtis and Jamie Lee Curtis and Don Johnson's son, played by Jaden Martell from It. Yeah. And... Shannon's wife, by, Rick, by Ricky Lindholm, one half of Garfunkel and Oates. I don't know if she's Garfunkel or Oates. Don't ask me. Uh, and that's it for the main family members. We also have, oh, we also have the Harlan's mother, who's like over 100 years old, I think. Yeah, very senile. Yeah. Uh, they're being interviewed by a detective played by, or uh, Ranger Wagner, I think is his name, played by Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we have what we thought was going to be the main character uh, sitting in the background overseeing it, Ben Wabalonk, played by Daniel Craig. So I think this this opening, like this whole interrogation thing does, first of all, it establishes what kind of person every single member of this family is. Yeah. Like you like you totally get a handle, like which which one is the hard ass, which one is, you know, the free, which one's the free spirit, which one's the all about the company, which one's all about family. You know who, like who has good intentions, who has like, not as good intentions. Second thing it establishes that every single person here had a motive. Yeah, everyone. Which I like. Which I really like how Johnson lines that up because you have, they, you know, the father completely jaded all of them in a way where you could totally see any of these people taking his life. You know, which I think is kind of fascinating. Yeah, and I love the way this whole scene is cut. It's almost like they're talk they're talking to each other. Yeah, which I really like. Like they're talking, responding to each other. So it's like you're hearing 
it's, it, it's like you're interrogating them all at once. I think that's a really smart way to cut all this. But yeah, any, for sure. But anyways, it lays motive for a lot of them. Like, for example, Richard having an affair. Yeah. Uh, Walter about to get fired. Yep. Joni about to get cut off because she was double dipping into, into, her sa- into Harlan saving his counts. Yeah, for the last four four years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know. Thinks he's Michael Myers. Yeah, I mean, she really doesn't. She really doesn't have. She doesn't like, really like have a motive. Outside, she's just like a greedy relative. Really. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's basically it. She kind of wa- she wants the whole fortune to herself. So that's kind of yeah. be her motive. Yeah. Uh, we then again get to see Detective Benoit Blanc at work. Oh, played what that by, accent. Played Awful. by <laughs> Daniel Craig with a thick as fuck southern accent. Awful accent. I don't think it's okay. Wait, you're from you're from Georgia too, so. Wait, <laughs> What's that? Wait, are you from well, Georgia? No, I'm not from Georgia. My I'm bad. From Pennsylvania, man. Come no, on. But I, but, I, but I know you're like down in Georgia a lot. So oh no 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 yeah, we go down to Savannah uh, a lot, but um, I just didn't. I, I get it's it's supposed to be Southern accent. I just wish they would have just kept like if he just stayed. I mean. Just stay Daniel Craig, man, and, and, or if not, recast it to somebody who has a Southern accent. I just what's think a, his what's, what's, what's a British accent. what's a British detective doing in America? Dude, but here's my thing. It's like I, I when you think of like a detective like that, I I'm always thinking about you know kind of like your Kenneth Branagh and your uh, Murder on the Orient Express type, and I get that that that's a different, completely different storyline. But um, I don't know, it was just so off putting. I just it just wasn't Daniel Craig for me. You know what I mean? I mean, it's fair, but I do think I like that he's trying something different because keep in mind, no, yeah, this is this is coming off of like him wanting to kill himself for the fourth time after a Bond movie. Oh no, no, completely. I I, I commend that. I just uh, to me, it's just like the accent was like, eh. I get that they needed a southern accent. It's so, a, I mean, it's I, a, I, I it's, a, it's a breaking it's a breaking point. Either you're yeah. either the accent you buy into it, or you're just like, nope, fuck this. Yeah, it's just it kind of was one of those things. I mean, I obviously got used to it in the two hours and ten minutes this movie ran, but uh, it's just one of those ones where I was just like, eh, not my favorite. Yeah, but either way, I do think he's great. It, it, he's he's having fun. Yeah, he totally, totally. gives up, he totally gives up that air that air of like I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, I do like that a lot. Uh, but no, yeah, I do think that he's a great he's a great uh he plays a great detective. Uh, now. Something <laughs> that uh, we he goes to interrogate Marta, who is the ha- I guess Carlin's caregiver. I, I want to mm-hmm. say that I was gonna say the housekeeper, but she's not the housekeeper. She is uh, Harlan. She's like Harlan's nurse. Yeah. Uh, and we find out that they had a really close relationship. Uh, the two of them were like really good. Like they're like really tight with each other. Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, the fact that she has a rare condition in which. She she's basically like a human lie detector, which is so f- which is really funny though as it progresses throughout the movie. That, that, like, it only works on so basically anytime she lies, she pukes. Which, so funny. It's like wow. <laughs> yeah, you're I mean, on a date. You're on a date with her. Are you having fun? All right, I'll take you home. <laughs> you want to go out again? <laughs> okay, I guess not. All right. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> Have a good life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we basically so – th- so this is how the event laid out. So we see that they were all gathered for Harlan's 91st birthday, I believe. Yeah. Uh, all the, the, whole, the, whole f- the whole family was there. Martha left around midnight. Uh, Harlan 
got up in the middle of that sometime to get like to get a snack. Uh, then he went back. Then he went back to bed. And then when he came back in, in the morning, his throat was slit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's oh yeah. And, um, I think the movie does a great job of like having events like basically confirm that story. Like like we like we know someone came down the stairs at this time because Linda's a light sleeper and she and she heard that. We know we know that what time it is because Walter was outside smoking a cigar. Again, Ryan Johnson is we put together this story so meticulously that yeah. I think it's I, mean, I think it's, it's right impressive. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's super meticulous. Like every detail has to be so precise in order to fit this whole entire story, like to weave this spider web of mystery, you know what I mean? And it's it is pretty impressive. Yeah. All right. So going into the next going into the next scene, it's after the party. And basically, it's it's Harlan and Martha. Harlan's telling Martha that he basically told all of them, to all his whole family, like fuck the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> they're gonna hate, they're gonna hate you for it, but they're gonna they're gonna love me for it. And this is basically the most we get Christopher Plummer in this film, which stinks because it's like one of those ones where he unfortunately he's just not in this film that much, you know. I mean, he's the victim, so you don't expect a whole lot of screen time with him. But in what he, with what he gets, <laughs> yeah. with what he yeah. gets, he makes the like with like he did with his entire career. He makes oh, the yeah. most of every single piece of screen time he's given. Oh, for sure. And you can see, like, yeah, why he was such a master of his craft. Oh, uh, he's he's so great in this film. Like, anytime you see him with a family member, it's fantastic. The back and forth, the way that he portrays, like, the, the discontent for his family. Uh, yeah. His scenes, like, his really, like, tender scenes with Marta are all yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Like they're 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 smaller. They have a gr- they have a great chemistry. They have a really great back and forth. Like you really yeah. you really buy this friendship between the two of them. And that's a lot again due to Christopher Plummer's like su- he's such a, like a, a nuanced actor. Oh yeah, and it, you can you can buy the relationship because it's it's genuine. It's not forced or anything like that. You know that's that's the master of it. You know absolutely. So Holly and Martha are hanging out. It's about, it's about his time to go to bed. And as like Martha's present to him, he gets like he's like, We're g- I'm gonna give you a little. You had a long day. <laughs> you want to do drugs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give s- we'll, give, we'll give you some of the good stuff. I think they, I think they wanted to give him like a bigger dose of morphine. Yeah, and kind of just take off the edge of whatever he was going through because I mean, obviously, you know, he, he's dying or whatever's going on with him. He's not dying. He's just old. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he has something going on that's you know serious enough to have and, uh, to warrant morphine, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but oh no! Uh, turns out Martha accidentally injected him with the wrong drug. Some nurses, some some aide. Uh, yeah. Uh, the dr- the drug she gave him was I think it was what ketatone. Something like that, but like yeah, that. it was completely yeah. a uh, huge dosage. Not morphine. The record like, gave the game a hundred milligrams of this drug, in which you're only supposed to do five. Yeah, a little, little, uh, little oh. more, <laughs> just a little bit more. I love his reaction. Was like, uh, how, like, how? I'm oh, sorry, it's three. Or it's just like he's like, how much? How much give me that? One hundred milligrams. Like, how much am I supposed to get of that? Three. Oh, that's yeah. That, that's much less. Oh yeah, only ninety-seven more. No big deal. Yeah, and I love the way he reacts to this because the way he's just like, like, oh, this this be like a great, this be like a great murder tool. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write this down. So, because the point is, like, it has to be, they they have like a drug to counteract it, but it has to be administered within, I want to say I ten, think. I think yeah, ten minutes. But yeah. they're like, and he's like writing like, oh wow, this, this is really good. I might use another book. So, point so, 
point is, is like, look, I'm di- like, I'm already gonna die. So point, you cannot go down for this. So I'm gonna yeah. tell you what to do so you don't get caught. Uh, so she basically gives gives her instructions on how to go in and basically acquit herself. Like the whole reason she goes down and says, like she says, like she brings brings attention to the time earlier because she wanted to be known what time she left. She's like, okay, you go yeah. here, park park behind the second line so you don't doesn't get seen on security cameras. Yeah, giving her all like the pointers to like you know how how to pretty much get away with this. Cli- climb back, climb back up. Go climb back up. Put on my robe. Go down. Get a snack. That way, that way, it's known I'm alive during this time. Yeah. And and yeah, it gives up a perfect alibi. Again, meticulous. Uh, you know, with Johnson's directing on us, these like little, you know, just perfect. You know what I mean? These perfect shots. These perfect like puzzle pieces all add up together. And yeah, the whole reason doing it because like her mom's not documented, so she she gets caught. Anything happens to her, she could get deported. Yeah. So she has a lot riding on it, obviously. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and this is this is a crazy part of the movie because the whole time we're, to- we're being told Harlan death is a suicide, and it turns out it actually is. Yeah, it's like suicide question mark. No, because like yeah, yeah, because like, what yeah. happens is this like Martha, you just do what I say, you're gonna be all right. And then as soon as he does that, he slit he slits his throat. He slits his own throat. Yeah, like the cops thought he did. She's like, oh, oh yeah. shit. And I remember when I first saw this movie, it's like, wait, what? So yeah, that, again, again, you see where I was thinking at with it. I thought, like, obviously he faked it. You see, yeah. I mean, that's just where I was thinking at. But yeah, I was just saying that I was, I was confused. I, re- I really was. Yeah, like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, so just like, so we're in this, we're like 40 minutes into this whodunit movie. 45 minutes into this whodunit movie. And we kind of already know whodunit. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're just like, why is this going? On? So the, the the next act of this movie is basically Marta trying not to get caught. Uh, we al- we also see that these family again we c- we see these families continue to be assholes at this party. <laughs> yeah, uh, they c- they detect the detectives are continuing their research at the place. The groundskeeper is played by is that M. Emmett Walsh com- portraying the groundskeeper? Yeah, it, it is. It was okay. I, th- I thought yeah. it was him. Yep, always always see him in random things. He pops up. Yeah, but it's crazy like the length she has to go. It's, it's like how like precise she is to try and do this. Like, like I, s- I swear, Martha Martha in another life was like a CSI, like a, a CSI or like a detective. Which is so funny though, because like they're still doing VHS tapes and shit like that, which is hilarious. Yeah, like like what 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 year is it? They have cell phones. They have Twitter. And I love the fact that it's like a callback to well, like my like age, like growing up and stuff like that to the eight hour tapes that you used to be able to do and there actually used to be 10 hour uh vhs tapes that you could actually record 10 hours of stuff on which was kind of like oh my god it was like you know unheard of it was so long but yeah it was kind of funny but yeah you wonder why the hell is that you have all this money you have this huge house why the hell do you have like the lowest grade of technology <laughs> possible at and, you, time, and, you, know? and you and you, you use ctv yeah i'm like what the hell like it, it's 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 almost it's just comical though. It's almost comical, you know. Aren't you like aren't you like a multimillionaire? <laughs> why why yeah. are you still using VHS? Yeah, he's he's still downloading his music on his iPod from his computer, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Shit, whatever, shit. whatever. He's, he's, he's still using he's still using a Zune. Yeah. Forget <laughs> forget Zune. He's he's using one of those like old CD players, like those, those portable ones. 
he's still on Napster. Or, <laughs> shit, it's, it's 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 they closed it down. Damn it. They closed Napster. Damn it. How am I get my music? Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is like one of the things that Benoit Blanc says that he was hired by someone who he, he doesn't know who hired him. No, like, they he, just sent him an envelope with some cash in it. Uh, yeah, some cash and a letter told him to be here. So just like, okay, well, I guess <laughs> I guess we get paid. Stack was big enough, man. <laughs> the check was fat. <laughs> uh, so I mean, we also see like Martha going through just like right legs not to get caught again. She like uses the magnets to, like fuck with the VHS tape. She walks through her own footprints. Yeah, which is hilarious, and she's going through all that like, and it's funny because she play she plays it so ditzy, like yeah. you know Daniel Craig's character is like, oh no, and then you see the dogs running through the footprints, so like the dogs even kind of helped out a little bit too with all that. <laughs> I also do love the whole the whole where, like one of the dogs finds the piece of the, 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 the scaffolding that broke off, and she's and like, like shit. shit, throw, go fetch. Yeah, it's like go back. Yeah, what are the chances that's coming back? Yeah, so. We then meet the final member of the family we haven't met yet an hour into the movie, <laughs> Ransom, yeah. played by Chris Evans, who, in my opinion, is the best part of this film. Oh, totally. He's got some of the funniest one-liners in this, in this film. Oh, he does. And it's funny this came out the same year as Endgame, the same year as he did, he did Captain America, because this is like, it feels Anti. like all yeah. the... You know, all like the bad boy, all the like the attitude he was, just, he was suppressing he was doing that role. So you just want to throw it out. He just let it all <laughs> out right here. Yeah, for sure. It's like the yes, the the devil to Captain America's saint, you know. But he's so. But it, like I said, it's crazy that he's able to like again in the year where I saw him, you know, like pick up pick up Mjolnir, and like save yeah. save the world. That I was able to buy into this character so hard. Yeah, and, and I just I do like his presence on the screen. He's not in it a whole whole lot in this film, but it's it's his he's funny the the way he brings that you know that his badass you know what I mean so just like to just the, like his, uh, his his attitude rich boy kind of nature to him like I'm so much better than you and I don't give two shits about anything you know what I mean yeah he does like <laughs> um, first of all we do find out that uh, ransom. Well, first of all, uh, Michael Shannon's kid heard a conversation between Ransom and uh, Ransom and Harlan, where yeah. like, he's yeah, two things, just like uh, you're out of you're out of my will, and I'm warning you, and it's like find out that yes, the, uh, Harlan did cut him out of the will. Yeah, and it's that I'm warning you that gets you to think, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like you hear that, oh shit, like you yeah. start going at like you know what I mean? That specific phrase or whatever, you know, gets you raise some eyebrows, but. Uh, it does. He doesn't seem to give a fuck about it, which is crazy because obviously you know we find out how much money is 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 in play, and it's crazy that you wouldn't bat an eye over that. You know what I mean? You're just so nonchalant, not really giving a care about it, man. It's like it's like you wash your hands clean of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, we see we see uh, we see we see Nash Bridges and General Zod get into a fight, which is yeah. funny which is in and of itself. Again, it's just like completely dysfunctional family. It's like. You know, it's just one of those things where money just really is like the root of all evil. It really is. You see the the worst in people. You really do. Yeah, and this, and again, it's kind of fitting because like the family doesn't seem to give a fuck. He's been cut out. Just like, yeah, we're not, we're not we, we, we ain't helping you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck off with that nonsense. <laughs> and like, the, that's the whole scene from the trailer. We're just like, you know what? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. You eat shit. Yeah. One of my favorite lines in this movie, though, I think I think it's Michael Shannon that says it. 
where you're just like, I will not eat one iota of shit. Yeah, I will not eat one iota of shit, yeah. And yeah, the whole the whole, <laughs> the whole scene when they're freaking out. Michael Shannon again. When when Michael Shannon goes full out, tries to out Shannon himself, I think it's hilarious. Like I like again, I like the scene where he's just like, "You want some more cookies? How about some more cookies?" I mean, he's he's perfect in that. I mean, he's he is so great. I love Michael Shannon. I really he, do. So, he is. I mean, he's so good. Like his improvise, like the way he improvises lines and shit like that. Even I love him in the night before. I think he's brilliant in that. Um, just anything he does, he's so funny. He can be serious. He can be ruthless. Like that's the beauty of Shannon, man. Yeah. He's so good in it. We then get to the world reading. Now, the the guy who's reading the world is actually put by Frank Oz, but I think is a nice casting. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, and now we find out that this is where kind of like the whole discontent comes from. Uh, <laughs> we find <laughs> that uh, Rance not only has Ransom been cut out of the well, <laughs> but all of them have been cut out of the well. <laughs> Which is complete was like one of those holy shit moments, you know what I mean? Yeah, it turns out the entirety of the company, Harlan's fortune, the house, all left to Marta. Damn, and like it was what sixty million dollars, the publishing company. Wasn't it like ninety million dollars? I thought it was. I'm pretty sure it was sixty. It might have been sixty. I'm thinking sixty. I know the publishing company and the house, and even the house. Remember, he goes back and reads it. Oh yeah, the house. By the way goes to marta as well and it's just it's, it's cr- oh by the it's way the house <laughs> yeah yeah by the way the house yeah uh that's also left door you know it, it's funny to watch all these like the whole you know all the relatives obviously the you know the, the you know siblings and or uh, his you know his children sorry just like holy i can't believe this fucking lady is like running away with all of our shit you know what i mean it's crazy oh, yeah I do, I do like the like linda's line where his were, were you boinking my father <laughs> Yeah, were you boinking? And then the uh, the kid that uh, plays the stuttering kid in it, and he's like, "Were you were you boinking?" Like he repeats it or whatever. I think to her, <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> uh, so yeah, obviously Martha's like, "I gotta get, I have to get the fuck out of here." <laughs> Daniel Craig even tells her to get get so, out. He goes, "Yeah, uh, it's probably a good time to go." Uh, yeah, you should probably leave. That's, that, that, that's odd. I mean, again, that's just like undoubtedly odd. Like, can can you imagine if like Robert Kardashian died, left his entire fortune to the housekeeper, and we wouldn't have this god awful fucking keep it up with the Kardashian show, and uh, Bruce Jenner would still be a dude, possibly. <laughs> I'm more more than likely. I'm just saying. He's 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 uh, he still had all his Olympic Olympics money. And let's just say, well, yeah, but you know what? Whatever makes you happy, go for whatever it. Makes you you know? happy. We're not, we're not yeah. saying it's a bad thing. We're just no, like, we're not maybe. saying we're just, trying to, we're just trying to have a little fun with it, you know? You're an inspiration, Caitlin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it seems like the only one that gives a fuck about helping her is uh, Ransom. Yeah. Okay, and I don't, I don't think where he's driving out where he's like, this could be the best thing that happened to all of you. He's <laughs> yeah. like, all right, what the hell? Yeah, he's so carefree with a man. You're like, really? Like, well, you'd really react like that? Yeah. So she ta- so she takes him off, and we see that, you know, he kind of, like, the reason he's acting so carefree, at least what he says, is the fact that he heard that. It's kind of like him waking up for the first time. And he's like, you know what? I can be my own man. Yeah. So, but, you know, may- maybe me getting cut off isn't so bad. But I know, I know there's something going on here. So yeah. <laughs> they're just like, I, I know two things. I know my government commit suicide. And I know you said a whole plan of things, and you have a, and you have a condition. And so it's like he puts the ball right in front of her. So spill yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so basically, you're going to tell me the truth and what the hell's going on. You're going to tell me the truth, and if you don't, I'm going to know about it. Yep. Yeah, meanwhile, the the family's sitting, all sitting in, like, their fire, all by a fireplace. Which is funny, because it's not even their house, technically, anymore. No, technically, it's not their house. So they they're, actually, they're actually intruding. They Legit. are. Martha, yep. Martha, call the cops. Which is so funny, because I was like, well, dude, all, you, all she has to say is get the hell out of my house now, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it, they're all sitting around the fireplace like a bunch of Bond villains. Yeah, it's funny, and the lawyers trying to like they're like trying to find different like loopholes or like, oh yeah, we could we could say this, we could say that, or like, yeah, but you really don't have a whole lot of grounds to stand on, so it's probably not going to hold. It's probably not going to stick. Basically, of trying to, you know, deem that you know obviously Christopher Plummer's character was incompetent or like deem in, in, incompetent to change his will and other things like other loopholes that they're trying to figure out. Yeah, basically the only way they can get they can get their money is if it's proven that Martha was responsible for his death. So now there's a magnifying glass on her, obviously. Yeah. Now it's spotlight on her. Which I mean technically it's not. Yeah, but you but you know it's not, but you think well fuck because you start thinking, okay, and I think I don't know if we're getting too ahead with the, you know, climbing up the uh the side of the um the house or whatever, and then cutting her, cutting her foot. She's, her she's, still, she's still, compl- she's still, compl- she's technically complicit. She is, but I mean, like you could see where they're trying to like, you know, because you think Daniel Craig is like, well, if he finds blood on there, it happens to be Marta's, you know what I mean? Like what, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Martha, Martha spills everything to ransom. He just like, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're not going to get back the money. The detective has, the detective has nothing. So yeah. you're, so you're all right. All we have to do is get is get you. All we have to do is get to prove your prove your innocence. Make sure nobody has anything on you. Once you do that, we're here home free, and you give me my cut of the money. And we're yep. square. And you can go. You can go on. And do your thing. And so yeah, we have uh yeah Chris Evans not a drama. Seeming up for like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Kind of weird. Kind of weird how we keep sh- keep shifting. Yeah. But I do think it. I do think it works. Again, we already know who done it, so now we just got to see if they yeah. can get away with it. Yeah, it's funny though because it's like you know, you you do see this shift in like his character too. You know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah, I don't care about the money, but you know, while I could probably, you know what I mean, slowly try to ease my way into some some cash, kind of yeah. kind of scaring Marta, I guess, into it. Uh, Mar- we see a Mar- again. The public magnifying glass also t- t- turned heavily on Marta. Oh, it's crazy! Like she has like a huge entourage of camera crew outside of her house, and she's on like, and it's even featured on the news and stuff like that. So like, the mom and sister are completely like, "Are we rich? Or do do we do we have a lot of money now or something? <laughs> like, t- t- are yeah. we are we loaded? Yeah. How the hell did that happen? Uh, Michael Shannon ambush ambushes Martin in the hallway just to give like a supervillain speech. Yeah, basically, basically it's like a general Zod type. Uh, speech. I will find you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was. But it's it's, it's kind of random. We also see that Martha's secret might not be super well kept. Because I know what you did last summer. Yes, uh, someone does in fact know what she did. <laughs> I do like when they show her. <laughs> first of all, I do like when they show her phone. They see it's, it's all cracked. It's like, girl, don't you have like ninety million dollars? Like sixty to ninety million dollars now. Yeah, you can actually probably get that buffed out, or just buy a new or one. Just buy a new one. It's fine. Yeah, no big, no, no big deal. Get an iPhone for for God's sake, please. Yeah. Uh. So, so yeah, someone know what she did. This 
they have they have the they have the coroner's report for yeah with the toxicology report the, toxic, yeah. the toxicologist say which yep. proves that Harlan was drugged when he died. Yep. So now it's oh shit. Yeah. Now it's gonna come back to Martha now. So she's obviously like oh my god, uh, they're gonna find out I killed him. Yeah. Uh, which um, but the thing is the to- the lab was burned down. Coincidence? Coincidence? I think not. Question mark. Yeah, so someone's trying to basically black basically blackmailing her into either get paying them out or revealing herself. And yeah. th- and they're making it to that where they're the only person who knows they did this. Like the the only person standing, yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's like you have you have nothing else to fear but me, but I'm your worst nightmare. Uh so we get <laughs> we get a I'd say a high speed chase, but one is in like a Hyundai Sonata. No, and that thing's going like 40, 50 <laughs> miles an hour. And she literally has to jam the brakes on to get the cops to like dart ahead of her to go off the veer off that exit or whatever. It's like she should have taken the Buick. Yeah, it's like what the hell are you doing? Oh no, it's a, it's a Bentley, not a Buick. Should have taken the Bentley. Yep. Hyundai's not good in car chases. <laughs> Uh, we see that the one blackmailing her was uh, Franny, the housekeeper. Yep. Uh, we see that Fran. We also see that Franny has been drugged. Yep. And then she's just and she's just like you hear him. He's like you, like, you did this. Yep. She's like, I did what? She's like, won't get a- won't get away with this. And then she just she's seizing out, and I don't know who's actually the props to her because the way she's like, per- the way she's like. Like seizing out her body and just like contorting her face, like it's with the perfectly placed spiders. It's creepy. To, it's creepy to look at it. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, so Martha just like you know what, fuck, yeah, fuck this. I'm going. I'm going yeah. to all the money back. This like, this shit ain't worth it. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna get one of the like the lottery curse or some kind of shit. Yeah. So she's she's going in to tell to tell them that they got to get giving her the money back, <laughs> and she's like. You're like, okay, look, I'm going to say that. And then been all, been all blocked up. Like, you know what? She's keeping the money. Fuck the rest of you. We're out of we're out of here. Let's go, Marta. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, huh? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so it turns out he sees something in this case. He, he, he sees something that's like a break in the case. Like, what is going on? Like, some, like, something is off. This whole yeah. time he's he's describing this case as a donut, you know, big circle with a hole in the middle. How uh, funny is that dialogue there with the donut? Turns out it's a donut <laughs> with a smaller donut in the middle. It's like where the hell are we going with it? And donut and a and donut and the donut and I'm like, uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh so yeah, the toxicology report is key. But, uh and it turns out we do and the whole the whole intent of that was to reverse the inheritance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I said, it had to be someone that know that knew that Mods was responsible, and it's yep. like, go, and he sent out to get somebody. who's like, okay, so he, whoever he's going to go get is the murderer, and who does he bring back? Dun, 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 dun. Ransom. What? Yeah, as brilliant as brilliant as movie as brilliant as this movie is, and as intricate as this movie is, they still rely on the whole law and order principle. The most famous guy on the cast is the murderer. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, honestly, like, kind of how I said again, I kind of still thought, even during this time, that I, I thought it was all, you know, all just a game. I really did. And then up until then, I'm like, ah, okay. But then, like, I, then it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but, like, as the movie was going on, I started to, I started to think about it. I remember the first time I saw it, I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, why, why are we going along with this ride? If this is a whodunit, we already know who done. what's going on. 
that's when you realize there's yeah. like there's more than going on than what meets the eye. And that's when I realized what was the first thing we saw with movies movie being, being promoted. A Ryan oh. Johnson murder mystery. Yeah. Now what what do we know Ryan Johnson do throughout his entire career? He takes a genre and just plays against every single trope you can possibly have. But see that again, that's why I thought maybe this whole thing was just made up though. You're not expecting that, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but that's that's the only reason why I kept it. You also have to think about some certain things that happened throughout the mid throughout the like the middle of the movie. Yeah. That does like contradict things you hear, like, oh wait, so maybe there is something going on. So it turns out that uh, Ransom was the first person to know that Marta was getting the money. And he's just like, I'm warning you. And that whole thing was like, okay, I'm a plot to kill you. Because uh, it turns out he knew the exact plot, the exact route, the exact thing. All the, all the instructions that he gave Marta, he knew exactly what to do, which is crazy. Because like, I mean, like Family Block says, they're like such a mirror image of each other. Like He really could have been like the next... If there was anybody who was equipped to take over this, like this line, it was probably him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, like, he 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 does that. He goes up. He got, climbs up to Harlan's room, and he replaces. The, he switches the labels yeah, from the morphine the, and, the of, yeah. and the and the other one to help to try and yeah. trick her into giving him the wrong injection. So and da- and so basically, when she actually gave him the right one, she thought it was the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. Well, so like, and like, yeah. So if Harlan had uh, and she knew that because it was like a like a slight like viscosity thing with yeah. the with the with the liquid. So she yeah. knew that that was the right vial. So it's like, wow, that's that's that's, that's crazy. Well, because she had done it for so long. She done it for so long. It's like it's like muscle memory. You just you just know. Yeah, because he already knew basically what what to give him, so she really didn't even need the label on it at all. So she did give him 100 milligrams of the good stuff, but in also yeah. but in case but she also he also took the vial that they needed in case she did. Yeah. So uh, it turns out, yeah, if Harlan just listened to Martha and called an ambulance, he'd still be alive. Yeah. But then, so like he was counting on his death being ruled uh, Martha's fault. That way, he they'd still get the money. But yeah. then he found out that he actually didn't kill himself. Yeah. Or, uh, he actually didn't die of a drug. He, he actually did kill himself. Yeah. So, so then, basically, so then the will plan B. Upheld. Yep. Uh, he basically. So what he did was, he hired Benoit Blanc to try and catch Marta. Yeah. Yeah. To try, try, try and catch her as the murderer. Mm-hmm. And that was, and he really kind of laid it out. So like, either way, like either Marta was going to get caught and he get his and he get his money, or. Yeah. Uh, Marta didn't get caught, and he get it from 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 her. So, point yeah. is, she didn't suspect him, which was the important thing. Yeah, but there was someone who did know, who did know that what what he did. Uh, Franny did know the truth because when everyone was at the funeral, what he was doing was he was going back and taking the ner- the bag. Yeah, with all the drugs. So she seen him rummaging through the bag, and obviously and knew she- something was up. Yeah, and that letter that Marta got was actually sent to Ransom. Yeah. Who tried to blackmail her, but he ended up like drug like drugging her. So mm-hmm. when he was saying you did when, she, when we thought she was saying you did this. She was saying Hugh. Hugh did this because his name is Hugh yeah, and she a- make the staff call him Hugh. Yeah, H U G H. So yeah, H-U-G-H. it was kind of funny how they they kind of weave that in there again. Yeah. 
Uh, so, <laughs> really, uh, Keith kind of the whole or- the orchestrator of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But they don't have much to convict because, like, attempted murder. I mean, it's not going to get him a lot on that. He didn't kill Harlan. <laughs> he got, yeah, kind of fucked him. He kind of fucked up, fucked the system where like he would die and get his money, but he didn't kill him. Kill him. Yeah. And so, but then they get a call from the hospital. Just like Fran, Franny's alive, so there's really nothing he can go down for. But then, like, right yeah. is like, I then like I got away. With, I got away with this. Ha <laughs> ha! You motherfuckers! Like she, she pukes on him. Yeah, which is funny because obviously she she got word that obviously she was dead. Yeah, she, Franny, she was, Franny was dead. She, she was, was bluffing. She's, she's holding she's holding that back. Yeah, and she basically just dig in to confess her murder. <laughs> yep. And I do love what happens next. Like, she, like there's like a whole like display of knives behind yeah, him. Yeah, so yeah. like he like grabs one, tries to stab her. Turns out he grabs like one of the ones that's fake. That retracts. Yeah. That like w- w- it pushes in when you you know stab somebody. Which is kind of funny. There's like. Huh. Damn. Uh, so Hugh gets Hugh gets arrested. Uh, the family's in disarray. Marta's got a brand new house, wa- and watching oh, yeah. over what are now her underlings from the balcony of that of said house. And drinking that coffee cup, which is hilarious. Yeah, drinking from Harlan's coffee cup. Yeah, which is funny how it says what it's my coffee cup, my house, and my, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, my house, my rules. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty great, and that's where the movie ends. So, uh, Russell, as a first-time watcher of this, you know, I, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts because, like, as someone who didn't know, like, the intricacies of the story, and like, didn't know what to expect going in, especially yeah. like, n- not knowing the ending, which surprised me because usually like, things like this get out pretty quick. But I'll you know what, I, I didn't just, see this. Yeah. I didn't see any like spoiler talk on this online, so maybe that's how you avoided it. But yeah, wh- yeah what did I you think? It. No, I liked it. I mean, uh, you know. I liked Ryan Johnson tackling this. Obviously, you know, completely split on Last Jedi. I, I really didn't like it. Um, but him coming out to do Knives Out with this ensemble piece of uh, actors and actresses, I really in- I enjoyed it. I, you know, I always liked that good murder mystery, whodunit film. You know, I, I enjoyed Murder on the Orient Express and then other films that kind of followed that pattern. I think even Altman did that in Gosford Park um, with like a you know different cast and different like a whodunit type thing. Um, it was a fun film, like, you know, just everybody in general. And kind of th- like I said at the beginning of the you know, review, that, that's just what led me to think that, you know, this was a, all a, you know, a plan or like a stage uh, from Plummer's character doing this just because he wanted to kind of see the real true side of his family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, to me, I kind of was justifying it in my, in my head as I was watching the film. I kept thinking, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, I totally can see this. He totally he's totally putting this on. He's totally putting this on. And then, but you kind of understand why he left things to Marta because Marta was more of a person that was actually bothering with him. His own family was so alienated and distant from him. You know what I mean? They always wanted the, you know, the materialistic things, like you know the one, uh, you know, uh, Tony Collette's character just you know stealing a hundred thousand dollars every year. You know, diff- just just different things. He was basically a bank for his children. You know what I mean? And they kind of just melt the teat on it, so to speak. Um, so you kind of understand why Marta obviously gets the goods at the end because she was selfless. You know, she came from nothing and I kind of like that. I think it's funny. Um, to me, I just, I, but as I'm watching it and, and as it unfolding the whole explanation with Daniel Craig's character, um, with the explanation of, you know, with Chris Evans and stuff like that, it started all put the pieces together as I, you know, think back on it. And it's, it's a, you know, hats off to Ryan Johnson for meticulously putting this together. You know what I mean? It's just a, this was a, like a, like a, like a, like a thousand piece puzzle that he's meticulously putting together. You know what I mean? And I enjoyed it. I really, I really did like it. 
No, yeah, I I agree. I, I same thing because I, I do think yeah. I, I agree with everything you're saying because this is yeah. again, like I said, this is a Ryan Johnson murder mystery. So you can't take you can't like look at murder mysteries in the past and think like oh we're gonna, gonna get a movie like that, which they're fun, but yeah. this is just like super a super interesting take on it. Yeah, it and shakes it up a little bit though for sure. It does, which is what I like about it. I think the ca- I think the cast is great. Yeah. Uh, everyone, everyone does. Everyone plays their characters wonderfully. I think that uh, Ana de Armas does a great job of trying to carry carrying this movie by herself, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really. We see. Th- I I love Daniel Craig as the, as the detective. I so excited. I do to like see him. him. Yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to see him play his character more in the future. Yeah. No, I do like him as a character. I Mattis accent. You know, I I know I you know, Josh on for it, but I I did like him as as you know you know in his character in the film. I thought he he brought a lot of you know, greatness to the to the character. You know that that cocky badass that I know everything. You know what I mean? I yeah. I'm gonna figure this out one way or another. I like Chris, that again because it reminded me of the Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Evans giving like a nice breath of fresh air after like ten years of Captain America. I think was I, th- I think was wonderful. And yeah, no, I think that this is a fantastically crafted film. I think that Brian Johnson just did. He he does what I, I, what I think he does best in these kind of situations where he. Just makes it takes a genre and like makes it his own. I think he, this is no yeah. this is no exception. I'm happy you got a chance to do it. I'm happy you saw it, and yeah, I'm happy we're we'll seeing I'm more of these. I'm, I'm very curious what the sequel would look like. Like, what like would we get more of this same kind of feel? Like, where we get, we get the murderer like halfway through? Yeah, it's like where do you go from here? How does how I do we? I mean, tie, you obviously, you obviously yeah. have Benoit Blanc going around solving solving more murders, but yeah, for sure. What what are the other? They all they all have like house. They all have like. Uh, they stay in nurses that they <laughs> <laughs> the, victim, the victim pays, and then yes, they accidentally yes, get yes. drugged wrong. Like, how does it keep happening, guys? I, I saw this goddamn case two years ago. Oh man, come on! <laughs> but yeah, that's that was our thoughts on Knives Out. So uh, that's gonna do it for us here on Notorious by Chance. Russell, you want to give a plug before we head out? Yeah, you guys can find us on Facebook. Notorious by Chance is the group. Go ahead and join that. That's where we put the polls up every week for you guys to vote on what we watch and review for you guys. Also, go ahead and check out Notorious by Chance on YouTube. I think Chance just put a couple weeks ago, posted the top five that he's bringing back. Um, it's the top five Star Wars characters. He has a couple special guests on for that. So go ahead and check that out. We'll be putting new content on the YouTube channel as well. Yeah, for sure. You can find my Twitter, Instagram, at Chance Wars underscore 91. Uh, check out the Schmodown. I just got lined up. I just got uh, announced on my next match. Um, we're facing Brendan Meyer in the singles division, which uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's some stuff going on there. You can check it out on the Schmoe Entertainment Network. And yeah, it's going to do it for us here on Notorious by Chance. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.